podcast. We are continuing our series called Primeval, which is covering Genesis chapters 1 through 11. Today, we are revisiting Genesis 4 and the character of Cain before moving on. We need to look in on the cancer of mind and heart that infected Cain before we can connect the dots with what goes wrong In the following chapters, and things are going to go really wrong. They're going to come unhinged. So we need to look at this, the psychology behind that process and uh, how it led to just the fallout that we're going to see in the following chapters. So let's jump back into the text at verse five, Genesis chapter four, verse five. But for Cain and his offering, he meaning God had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. He felt shame. Verse six, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Sin is an archery term meaning to miss the mark getting off track, going the wrong direction. Continuing with the passage. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. You must master it. It wants to master you, but you must master it. That is the desire to go your own way. Verse 8. Cain spoke to Abel his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel, And killed him. Now let's look at how the New Testament interprets this story. We're going to look from the first epistle of John, chapter 3, verse 11. For this is the message that you have from the beginning that we should love one another. That's going the right way, that's going down the path that is uh, that obedience to God represents. Verse 12. We should not be like Cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. Now I want to look at one phrase in that passage. Don't be like Cain, who was of the evil one. So I'm going to look at Strong's definition of was of is the the Greek word. It's ek or ex. It's one of the most, here's what Strong says. It's one of the most under-translated and therefore mistranslated Greek propositions, often being confined to the meaning by. But technically, it's got a much stronger meaning that it's like belonging to, out from among, It denotes origin or inspiration. The text is describing something similar to the idea of being born again, but it's the opposite. Rather than a person whose mind and heart are the product of divine energy producing order and goodness, creativity. This is a person whose mind and heart have been given over to something else. 
and there is another energy at work producing chaos and all kinds of impure desires that almost always result in violence against other people. So here we see that to be of the evil one means that Cain gave his will over to the attributes that Satan values. It begins with a refusal to submit to God's correction, which is what we call repentance, right? Repentance starts with confession. I get my mind and heart in agreement with God's truth. In this case, it's God's correction, and I submit to it. And as painful as it is, I get in agreement with it. You're right. That's the first step in the commitment to change, change my behavior. That's what repentance is, a commitment to change. Cain does the opposite of that. Through the work of the serpent character in Genesis chapter 3, an alternative path has been created for humanity. You now have the choice to disobey God and go your own way. You've got that path created and you've got that example set. The choice to disobey God and go your own way and do your own thing. The way of Cain comes with certain unavoidable attributes. If I do go go my own way and do my own thing, now I only have one person to rely on. Me. I'm not relying on God anymore. He's not with me. I'm going my own way. And if I'm not relying on God, then I have just created a creature possessed of unchecked self-interest. And now I only care about you to the extent that caring about you benefits me in some ways. And so Abel's success was perceived as a threat to Cain. And because of that, Cain hated Abel. He, Abel was a threat to Cain's own self-interest. That's why the way of Cain produces in the mind and heart of those who travel that path anger, jealousy, envy, a competitive spirit, and ultimately murder. This was equally displayed in the mind and heart of many characters in the Bible, like King Saul in relation to King David, like the Pharisees, In relation to Jesus Christ, it was displayed in the Jews that rejected Jesus Christ in relation to the early Christians. And finally, you see it in the minds and hearts of Muslims in the Muslim world toward first the Jews and then Christians. It's the same spirit behind all of it, producing lies, anger, bitterness, jealousy, rivalries, and ultimately murders. Look at what Jesus said to the Pharisees in John chapter 8, verse uh, 42. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, speaking to the Pharisees, you would love me, for I came from God, and I'm here. I came not of my own accord. He sent me. Verse 43. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Your commitment to yourself, your selfishness, your vanity, your pride cannot bear the weight of truth that comes through me. Continuing on with verse 44 now. 
you are of your father the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The way of Cain. The Pharisees hated Jesus because he represented a threat to their self-interest, their status, their power, their position of privilege. And at the end of the day, that's all they truly cared about. They refused to submit to the truth, and the consequence was a willingness to get in agreement with whatever could advance their own interests. That's the way of Cain. And the consequences are always the same. One becomes a person that is willing to say whatever it takes, is willing to do whatever it takes to get ahead of others. Just look at pretty much any politician. Jesus taught that ultimately that path would inevitably lead to murder because there will always be someone who is a threat to our position, our status, our goals, our pleasures, And if that person isn't willing to submit to us and get out of the way, well, ultimately, that makes me my own God. It's what the way of Cain produces. It makes me my own God. And the true God is included as a threat to my agenda, which is me. That's why he is the object of ultimate hatred. He's the biggest threat. And so as we move on, to Genesis chapter 5, we're going to see a record of genealogy. It isn't a record of every person. It's a record record of a particular genealogy of those who do not go the way of Cain. It's a record of those humans who choose instead to cooperate with the plans and the purposes of God to restore order and goodness to the world. Now, not one of those people is perfect or sinless. They choose to align their mind and heart with the will of God and participate in advancing his plans and purposes. Noah is going to be at the end of this list because it is with Noah that God is going to begin to restart this project of creating the original mission, which was extending the Garden of Eden Eden environment throughout the entire earth. So you're going to see behind the scenes in the story There's an untold number of persons who do decide to go the way of Cain. And the picture is being painted is one of grotesque evil. Here's what it says of the world that came to be dominated by the way of Cain by the time we get to Genesis chapter 6. The Lord saw, this is Genesis chapter 6 verse 5, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was Only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. This is what the way of Cain produced. Evil had completely overtaken all of the thoughts and the intentions of human beings all of the time. It was an extremely violent 
and corrupt and polluted world. So Noah is the last in this genealogy from chapter 5 because it is with Noah that God is going to begin the process of reclamation of his good creation that has become corrupted. And in this scenario, it's not just mentally or spiritually corrupted human beings. It is physically corrupted creation. The corruption we're going to see in Genesis 6 goes beyond a battle for minds and hearts. And it represents an actual physical corruption of the created order. Now, that is an extremely important point as you go on and read the rest of the Old Testament, where you're going to see God commanding uh, his people to do some what seem to be reprehensible things. Kill all the animals. Kill the men, the women, and the children. Kill everything. Utterly destroy If you don't understand this piece of the puzzle, you will not be able to reconcile why God says to do that. And so that's that's for a later uh, discussion. But for right here and now, we need to put a a bookmark on that concept. The created order has become physically corrupted by rebellion and beings with destructive intentions. And let's say it, God-like beings with destructive and rebellious intentions, are corrupting the created order, and it has to be erased from the landscape. It has to be. So continuing on with our podcast today, unbookmark that now. The way of Cain has not turned out like what the human heart desired. Where we thought we would become our own master by going the way of Cain, we could become our own god, It only leads to the bowing of the knee to another master besides God. And these masters had their own agenda. Whereas the one true God wanted to bless humanity and prosper humanity, these masters want to corrupt humanity and destroy the image of God within humanity. Because if they could accomplish that goal, then the promised seed of the woman that we read about from Genesis chapter 3, who would eventually crush the head of the serpent character, could not come about. They're trying to eliminate the prospect of that promise coming to fruition. And so here we see the beginnings of a long protracted war over the minds and hearts of humans, because that is the only thing, it's only through humans that the battle for who is in charge of the created order is going to be won or lost. Who gets to set the agenda for planet Earth? That's the question being answered. Now, when we discuss the fall and things like inherited sin, these are important concepts to keep in mind. Perhaps the greatest negative consequence of inherited sin is the propensity towards selfishness. That's why the number one prescription of the disciple from Jesus is to deny yourself Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus says, anyone who would come after me has to do these three things. Now, suffering, which the cross represents, is God's work in our lives to gradually erode selfishness. It gradually erodes our commitment to only serving our own self-interest from our minds and hearts. That propensity in every human being is strong. 
and can only be dealt with at the depths required over a lifetime of struggle, hardship, and suffering. That's why the New Testament describes suffering and hardship as a blessing to be celebrated. Because it's eroding the way of Cain in our minds and hearts. And it's not just eroding the way of Cain, it's what the way of Cain produces in our character. Through this process, the way of Cain is eliminated from our character. And with it, the toxic results that it produces. As hard as the process is, the disease that it, that it eliminates is worth it. And the results will eventually produce, when it is manifest in the next age, when it's fully revealed, it's going to be stunningly beautiful what that process produces. So in the next episode, we're going to tackle some weird stuff, weird to the uninitiated. Stay tuned for that and buckle your seatbelts when we begin that ride together. But until then, blessings to you and enjoy the ride uh, until we get there. So look forward to next week. See you then. Thanks for joining us today on the Methodist Voice Podcast. Bye-bye.